Hi everyone, welcome back for another blissful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I am your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 145. This week's message is Praise unto God who comforts us that we may be a comfort unto others. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining in uh, this week to be received of another encouraging devotional message from the words of God. I pray that today is a blessed and glorious day for you as we are well into this new week of another month, another part of this new blessings. Uh, everyone looks as been a new year and they say happy new year happy new years happy new years but i say new blessings new blessings unto you my brothers and sisters and may all things be wonderful and joyous in this second month of the new blessings and we're in the second day in the second month of this new blessing and as we're getting into this week uh coming close to a weekend the first weekend of this this month, I'm praying for manifestation. And at the same time that I'm praying for manifestation, I'm praying for there to be a patience within that of me, within that of my spirit, within that uh, of my fleshly man. So, and, and the reason I say this, my brothers and sisters, and the reason why I even bring this up to share this with you, uh, we go through life desiring for things. We put forth effort. We work. We grind for the things that we are desiring for or for the things that have been laid upon our hearts to do and to go after And times we get caught up in excitement. And that excitement can sometimes be a fleshly incitement, excitement uh, to where we will go excited blindly. Now, let me let me explain what I mean by that. What I mean by excitement blindly and fleshly blind is because we seek out the things in that of the flesh through that of the carnalness discerning of the flesh and not through that of the spiritual discerning of the flesh. And so we begin to get excited. And that excitement is fueled by that which we see in that of the carnal discerning, not in that of the spiritual discerning. So we will tend to make moves when we otherwise should just be patient and calm and be at a standstill. God moves in ways that we cannot fathom. His plans are in motion all the time. It doesn't stay stagnant. There's always some intricate part of his plan at work. It may look stagnant to you, but until God is forever moving, because he is forever moving. His word is alive. His word moves forth. It cuts as a double-edged sword down to the marrow, to the deepness of the bone. So it is always moving. It's never still. Because it has to go forth and do what it has been sent out to do. 
and it will not come back unto him void. The word is alive. And when we accept the word into that of ourselves, we are alive once again. We are reborn. So we have the living word in us. And we are in the living word. During that moment of excitement, when we're desiring for something to take place, we're designed to take hold of something. We're designed for something to be given to us. We're designed to, 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 to accomplish something, to complete something, to be over something, to be past something. We're desiring. We're excited. We, if we're not careful, will begin to see and discern things in that of the fleshly discerning and not that of the spirit. And we will act upon things that we otherwise should not act upon or we will act so quickly when we otherwise should be stagnant. We should be at a standstill. We should be waiting. This new blessing that we have come unto Is a new season. We're in the second month. We're in the second day of the second month of this new blessing. What are you in excitement for? What do you what, what do you have excitement for? What are you in expectations of to have take place that you're so anxious that it has you on the edge of your seat each and every second and moment of the day? To where you're just ready to jump at any and every opportunity that comes along that is tied into you being achieving of that which you're excited over. You're ready to make a move. You're ready to do something. You're ready to see it done. You're ready to grasp it. You want it accomplished that you may move forth. But God is saying, not now. God is saying, let thy calmness be upon thee. Be patient. But in that of your fleshly man, you are excited. You're overwhelmed with excitement. To where you are about to make a wrong move. Yeah, Brothers and sisters, let us not be overwhelmed with excitement. That is fueled by that of the discerning of our fleshly man. If we're excited, let it be excitement from that which we discern in the spirit. For an excitement discerning the spirit, there is structure there's calmness there's patience there's obedience and these things my god <laughs> these things will help control our excitement and 
will help us to persevere through that of patience. Let patience work in you. Let perseverance work in you. But in that of obedience, in that of calmness and patience, For when the moment comes, everything will be in line to take place. That the manifestation will come forth and there will be nothing that will be held back. We are all in a moment at the beginning of this season of new blessings. We are in a moment of expectation because we're just we're wanting to see and just waiting for so much to take place. In this first part of this new blessings, we're working diligently and we're trying to keep our minds focused on that which we said that we were going to do, that which we said we was going to have accomplished and achieved. So it's within these first moments of new blessings that we're going to try to stay focused in accomplishing what is set forth in our minds and our sights to do. But if we're not careful, we will overexcite ourselves and we will make a mistake moving before we should move, being stagnant when we should move, and being unfocused when we should be focused. Today, our message is about comfort. And how we are comforted by God. How we are kept within that of the comfortness of his bosom. During the moments of frustration, during the moments of stress, variation, depression. During the moments of loss and we're mourning. We are in the midst of the comforts of our Heavenly Father's bosom. He comforts us in ways that we cannot imagine. He keeps us in a blessfulness that we have never experienced. It's in this moment that we will realize the extent of His refuge we will realize the vastness of his reach and the strength of his might. Because we realize that with all that is going on, <laughs> we are stayed and we are comforted in the bosom of our Heavenly Father. So in this, we, 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 we must realize that if we have a comfort, oh my God, and that of his spirit, we cannot selfishly hold on to that comfort. We cannot selfishly say, okay, well, I'm not going to share this moment with anyone. I'm not going to reach out and let anyone know the comforts of my Heavenly Father. <laughs> 
what it feels like to be in the midst of his bosoms, what it feels like to be wrapped in, 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 in the strength of that of his wings of refuge. No, we're going we're gonna to hold it to ourselves. I'm going to not speak of it. But brothers and sisters, put your mind on this. Put your mind on this. And I'm getting ahead of myself. But put your mind on this. In the midst of you going through. I want you to think about this. Think about there. there, 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 there there's a Tommy out there. There's a Sue Ann out there. There's a Jane. There's a John, there's a Sue, there's a Barbara, there's a Barbara Ann, there's a Mary Mary Ann, there's a Jacob, Josh, there's a Eric. My brothers and sisters, within all these names attached to the people that are out there, they themselves are going through as well as you. It is unfair to hold on to that which you have experienced in the comforts, in the presence of our Heavenly Father's Spirit, the Comforter, and not share that with others that are going through. Comfort as you have been comforted. Reach out and let peace come forth as peace has come unto you. Even in that of your going through. Let not the comforts of God remain upon you, but let it be shared with others that are going through. Because see, his comfort is so vast. The refuge of his comfort is so never-ending. It, it just goes on. There is strength beyond strength in that of his might. There's nothing too big or too small. That that of God's refuge cannot bless us to be kept in that of comfort away from harm's way and bless us to be in peace of mind and joyness in spirit. There is no situation or circumstance too big or too small. But you say, well, brother, I have I have so much going on in my mind. What did David say? My thoughts concern me. <laughs> you know, there's so much going on around me. There's so much taking place that my thoughts concern me. I haven't had time. I haven't had a moment to think about anyone else. Let's loan their situations. So as I am feeling warmthness in the comfort of that of my Heavenly Father, I haven't thought about sharing that comfort with anyone because my thoughts alone concern me. Well, my brother, my sister, I say unto you in answering that, 
You are a disciple of Christ. You are an extension of the 12 original disciples. You are made anew, reborn in Christ. In Christ, you are alive. You are his disciple. Whether it be gloominess or whether it be sunshine, whether there's light or darkness, you must always uphold the righteousness of that of the word of God and share it with others. That is your assignment. Go forth and spread the gospel of Christ. Now when Christ, when Jesus commanded of his disciples to do this, he did not say unto them, but if you run into hard times, take a knee. Keep unto yourself the good word of God. The gospel. Share it not. During your moments of hardness, through the moments of your trials and tribulations. Be not concerned of yourself to spreading the word, but keep yourselves and comments of your own. Let the bosom of God comfort you and you alone. Christ never said that. But he said, go in that of the power and authority of that which I have given unto you and vanquish the demons and the snakes. He says, go, spread the word. If you approach or come upon any place that does not receive you, Shake off the dirt off your feet. And speak not unto them. And go about your way. He didn't say, oh, well, I'm just going to hold back on what I got to say and I'm not going to share it with no one else. No, he didn't say that. People of God, you have experienced the comfort of our Father. In your hardest moments in your times, your wars me. Oh God, what am I going to do now? I don't know how to handle this situation. I've never come upon these circumstances before. I am stoked and overwhelmed. My thoughts worry me. My heart is in pain. And my spirit mourns. Comfort me, oh God. And hold me tightly in that of the refuge of your wings. Now this isn't a moment of your hardship. This isn't a moment of you going through. But my brothers and my sisters. God did not intend for us to take a knee. A time out. From spreading his word. Because we were going through. My God. The word. The word. The word. The word. My God. I see I'm going to say this right here. But then I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. But I'm going to speak this. And release it before I go into prayer. But it says, praise be.
to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Now, <laughs> I don't want to continue on, but, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I still want to do my open prayer and I still, you know, but that what I just read to you, that alone speaks what I, 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 I need to say no other words. Because that should answer and, and, and should vanquish any doubt in your mind as to what you are to do in your moments of discomfort. In your moments of overwhelmness, and you are being comforted by God, it clearly states right here in the word. And it says, and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So just in case that is not clear. It basically means that even in your hardest hardships and you are comfort as you have cried out to God. It says, do not stop spreading the word. If you come across someone and they are going through. It doesn't say put yourself first and say, oh, but God, I am going. No, your brother. Your sister is going through also. I have come unto you and offered my peace. I have calmed you and comforted your heart. I have stroked your flesh and rearranged you. You are no longer disembobulated. But I have set you up straight and brought you anew. Be not selfish within that of yourself and withhold my word, but spread my word. And see, we, 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 we get caught up in the situations that we're going through that we say, you know, I'm not going to talk to nobody. I'm going through something right now and I need to be comforted. I need to be of clear mind. Well, you know, that's cool. That's good. Clear your mind. Free yourself from those intoxicant spirits. But if you come across someone and that person is under stress, that person is frustrated, that person is worried, that person is in discipline, that person is depressed. And you sense this in your spirit. Don't you turn your back on that person. You speak the word of God and comfort unto them. Because believe it or not, my brothers and sisters, that is the moment that God will speak to you the most. That is the moment that the word that is laid upon your heart to say needs to be spoken the most. When you put what is going on with you aside. And you speak what God is laying upon your heart unto someone else that is going through, that 
is more pleasing unto God than sacrifice. Because that's obedience. You're being obedient. Mm, my God. Let the word lay upon thy ears today. Let it be received in thy heart with openness. Let thy spirit rejoice with the knowledge of God. That your life may be lived as his word has been spoken. These are my prayers unto thee, my brothers and sisters. May you perceive it that you receive it. May it be discerning unto you that it be walked out in your life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. My brothers, praise unto God who comforts us that we may be a comfort unto others. Praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the Father of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patience, enduring of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed. Oh my God. Brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the previous, in the province of Asia. Oh my God. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we fled. We had received the sentence of death. Wow. This is strong and this is powerful in the words right here that is Sam because he says, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, but the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia, we were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. Now, I'm going to take a moment right here and think about this. Because when I was preparing this message and I was reading over these scriptures and some things came to me, and I thought about this when I got to this point right here, my thoughts laid upon that of my life's experiences, my thoughts laid upon the things that I have come across in my life, the things that have happened and unfolded right before my very eyes and the way that I felt at that moment. And I tell you, I could have not expressed it any better. It says, 
far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. I have faced some things in life. I have been in a moment where it seems like nothing was going right. And it seems like if I even spoke, things got worse. And at that moment, I thought to myself, where am I? Has God took his hand off of me? Have I done something wrong? Have I sinned so bad that God has sinned? I have taken my hand off you and I am bringing forth my wrath upon you. I'm experiencing hardship. In these thoughts, we feel we have received the sentence of death. You ever had a moment like that, brothers and sisters? You ever had some things unfold in your life? You ever been in some situations and it just seemed like not only is everything going wrong, but your body has taken a toll for the worse. Your mind is in such depression. Your mental state is shaky. Oh, my God. And you feel like in a moment you're going to blow up. And you say, oh, my God. But have thou spoken of death over me? Is this my life? Has it come to an end? Is it over for me? So is this what it feels like to die in that of depression? Frustration of worration? To see turmoil after turmoil happen and unfold in my life? And, and, and see, I look back on what the words said, what they said here. They said, we felt we had received the sentence of death. Oh, my God. They were at a moment where they felt that they were about to die. There's so much upon us. There's so much going on. There's so much happening. Felt as if there was a sense of death placed upon us. My God. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. Who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly pearl. And he will deliver us again. Oh, him. We have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by our prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf. For the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Let the comfort of that which you are comfort be known unto others. 
my brothers and my sisters. In your moments of despair, when you feel like your life is at an end, when you feel like there's nothing of good about to come forth, you were just waiting for that second where you would take your last breath. You say, oh my God. I never would have thought that so much would go wrong within a short span of time. Surely, my life must be coming to an end. But what does it say here? It says, but this happened that we may not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly pearl, and he will deliver us again. Now, <laughs> we... We get delivered out of some situations and we forget. We, 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 we get forgetful amnesia. Now, I'm not saying that we're supposed to keep things bottled up or, or, or keep things that are ready disposal to where we could say, okay, let me look at this. Okay, yeah, I went through that situation. There are some things that we really don't want to even think about anymore. Once we have been delivered from them, once God has brought us out and away from it, once God has purged us of these things, we're to let it go and move on. But my brothers, sometimes we must have an understanding that, but this has happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. We have a circumstance come forth. And it elevates into a situation. And we're in that mindset of like, my God, I don't believe this is happening. This is this can't this can't be happening. Oh man, this is not the time for this. I not now, not now, not now. If one more thing, if one more thing. If one more person come to me, call me, text me, knock on my door, if one more, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> my God. But see, at that moment of mindset, you have forgotten <laughs> that God brought you through the last situation. That it was the comfort of God that settled your heart. That kept your mind at bay. That blessed you to be a joyfulness in your spirit instead of mourning. You don't forget. Because you got so focused on the situations coming at you. That you lost your focus in the blessedness and comfort of that of God. So now you're blinded because there's others around you. And you don't just got into that self, 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 self mode. You into that point where you say, screw it. But now, let's retract something. Let's 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 go back and and trace our tracks 
on what we just read here, what we just heard. The word spoke. And what the word spoke should settle any thoughts, any doubtfulness, and confusion in that of thy heart. For the word says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive. We ourselves receive from God. <laughs> mm, my God. So see, my brothers and sisters, you are under conviction. You are under command to comfort others, even in the midst of your own trials and tribulations. Because the way that God has comforted you, he looks upon you to be a comfort unto others in that same way. Oh, but no, no, no. I, I, you know what? I'm done with you. <laughs> I, I, no. You're not going to come to me one, not, not one more again or you're going to come to me. I'm done with you. Because you should have had don't have you should have had it together. You should have been on did what you needed to do. So I know you I I I can't do it. You're not gonna come to me again. Now, in some regards, you are right in that of your words that you speak and your mindset. Because if a surgical if a certain person bring forth a certain situation and that is hindering you, because the word does say that, yes, we are to carry each other's burden. The word does say that we are to help one another. But at the same time, we must be mindful that we do not get caught up in that which they are having hardship. You can love from a distance. And when it's out of that of your authority, you can pray for them from a distance. Because prayer can be more powerful than anything that you, within that of your physicalness, put your hand on. Because now you're praying in that of the, thank you, Jesus, in that of the obedience, in that of the governance of the spirit, your petition the very throne room of God. So to not be confused on what this message is bringing forth today, have an understanding that in the moments that you're going through, the word is simply saying, don't shun anyone because you're going through. Don't hold back the good word of God because you're going through. Don't don't do not not speak what is on your heart. 
and you know that it's God. Because you know what? No, I'm going through it. I just ain't. Girl, no. They 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 good. They'll be all right. But God is laying upon your heart a word. And that word just may be just that. It just might be a word. It just might be one word. But that one word is going to have a domino effect in their life if you release it. If you release it. But see, you probably ain't going to release it because see, you're selfish in that of yourself because you say, no, I am done. I cannot. I will not. So. You'd rather be in disobedience than to be in uprightness before God. And in that moment, you think, I'm protecting myself. Maybe you are, but at the same time, you could be condemning yourself. Now, I'm not saying and you, you didn't, you're not hearing it from me. To continue to put yourself in harm's way. No, the word does not say that. The word does, in fact, tell us to be mindful of what we do. To be mindful if we're helping someone, or we're doing something, or we're taking on the burden of someone. To be mindful. To not get caught up. And what is going on with that person that we have so generously reached our lovingness out to help. What I am bringing and presenting to you today, my brothers and sisters, is simply this. Whatever you're going through, whatever is heavy upon your heart, whatever has you in a discomfort and you're seeking the comfort of God you're seeking that of the warmness of his bosom to lay in you're praying for his for his wings of refuge to come and wrap around you and sustain and hold you to protect you from all the elements of this world I'm simply saying to you, in that moment, in that moment, I want you to think about that there's others out here in this world that are going through. And although they may not be experiencing the exact same thing that you're experiencing at that very moment, but they are going through. And if God is comforting you, He's comforting you so that you may be a comfort unto others. And that moment to be a comfort unto others may be right in the midst of when you yourself are needing to be comfort. It may be right in the moment in the midst of you have just come through and God has comforted you through a situation and you have made it through. And the last thing on your mind is to be <laughs> trying to comfort somebody that's dealing with some things. 
You'll be like, you know what? You don't, you don't. <laughs> but no, you can't do that. God simply says in his word. He simply says, as it says here, it says the father of compassion. Now, are we not created in his likeness? So if we're created in his likeness, do we not or should we not have compassion? So it says the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Oh, my God, who comforts us. In all our troubles. Now, here's the punchline and here's the here's the command so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's a command. That's basically saying, even though it doesn't say I command you, that's basically saying that I am comforting you so that you could be the comfort. To those in any trouble with the comfort that you have received from me. Oh God, we gotta move on. I gotta move on. Because see, I'm hoping that you're getting this. Because, see, this answers some questions for me. I don't know about you, but for me, it answers some questions because, see, I am a person of encouragement. And I and even in my moments of when I'm going through, even in my moments when I have something really heavy upon my mind and my heart is just it's just aching. And I'm doing everything I can to hold back the tears. I'm doing everything I can to keep from screaming out. And someone says to me, well, this happened and that happened. So-and-so, this and so, will you pray for me? Will you do this? Will you do that? And they want to share what's going on. And I'm sitting here about to crack myself. I'm sitting here about to lose all the moisture in my body from tears. My mouth is so sore because I'm crying out to God. My knees are shaking because I'm so fearful of what can happen next. But I must stand strong because I have someone before me that is going through. And as a disciple of Christ, I must comfort them. Even in the midst of my own pearl. I must speak comfort and, and encouragement to them. And sometimes I will say, well, what about me? Where's my comfort? Who's going to lift me? Who holds me? Who has my back? Am I not worthy of the comfort? If I speak comforting words unto my brother, unto my sister, in the midst of their pearl, am I myself not worthy of that same comfort? And to be able to be comforted in peace, to be able to have a moment alone to myself without interruption, 
to be free of other situations. But I am a disciple of Christ. And that is my life. That is my assignment. And whether I've been called to preach, whether it be from a pulpit in a church or on the streets or in the land of another country, I am a disciple. And in my moments of going through, in the moments of being comfort myself, I must be in obedience and comfort others. This is what the word is saying. My brothers, my sisters, do understand that in the midst of this, you are doing this, you are comforting others in the midst of your turmoil. That's God working in you. That's God's hand on your life. Because if you are able to do this, the power of the Holy Spirit is working in your life. You are truly working out of the compassion my God, that is that of our Heavenly Father. Does it not say in the Word, it says the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Who comforts us? Now, are we not created in His likeness? So if we're created in His likeness, do we not have compassion? Do we not have the ability to comfort? It's hard. I know. I get it. You've had so so many hard times. You've had moments to where you didn't want to see anybody, let alone hear a voice from anyone. You have turned your phone off, so you don't want to hear a beep, a buzz, a shadow, a vibration. You don't want to hear nothing. You have locked your doors and all your lights are off. And if you could, you would drive your car somewhere else so nobody would think that you were home. You want to get away from it all because you are going Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with taking some time and a moment to yourself because we all need to do that sometimes. Periodically, we should do that to clear our minds, to purge ourselves from the toxins of the spirits that we have to deal with on a daily basis. But the word is saying, do not totally isolate yourself because in the midst of that of your going through, you may have the comfort Somebody else that is going through. And you are not able to do that if you are in total isolation. Now, God has spoken to you 
and told you to take a sabbatical, then that's God speaking to you to tell you to take a sabbatical, telling you to take a moment out for yourself away from everyone. That is a word from God. There are people going through. Just as you're going through. There are people that are facing things. Challenged day by day. Just as you're challenged. And they need to be comforted. See, you're found the comfort. You, 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 you found it. And God has comforted you. You're so comfort right now that you're at a peace of mind that nothing can bother you. And you have realized that, okay, if I went through this what happened six months ago, then God will bring me through what is happening right now. And the comfort of his bosom is upon you. His wings are around you and his refuge is at bat for you. And you have realized that. And so now you're making it through that situation. And nothing is phasing you because you're a comfort. And you have the peace of the Lord upon you. It's at that moment that you should share that comfort with someone else. That doesn't mean that you got to preach to them. You know, we, we worry that, oh, I'm going to have to preach to them. Or, you know, I'm going to have to, um, I, I got to preach to them. I got to deliver them. And I, no, no. If you're led in your heart to do so, then do what is led of your heart to do. But be discerning of it. Because in comforting someone, a lot of times just a few words is all you need to say. Sometimes just being there is all that is needed. That's all that's required. Because sometimes people are going through and all they just need is just someone just to sit there. Someone just to sit there. Not say anything, not do anything, don't offer up anything, don't move nothing. They just want you to just be there. Because it's a simple fact that you're there. That is the comfort that they need. But we get all disembogulated we you know we get all like oh lord they're gonna want to talk and i don't want to hear them talking and they want to this and they want to that well sometimes you don't need to say nothing sometimes all you got to do is just be quiet Okay, my brothers and sisters, that was uh, letting me know to be aware of that we're at that moment in the show for the spiritual food for thought, um, which I would do so in a few minutes here. But 
as I was saying, it's just we, we, we must be in the discerning of the spirit in those moments where we ourselves have been comforted and we're coming out of some situations. You know, we're coming out from under some situations and we have been comforted. Now we're, 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 we're comfort. We're good. Our mind is good and stable. We're straight. Okay. But we will come across someone that is needing a comfort. It is in those moments that we are to comfort them in that of the same comfort which we have received from God. And in those times that we have to comfort them or we need to comfort them, it may be we may still be in the midst of what we're going through, what we needed to be comforted. But God is saying unto us, do not turn your face from them. Do not hide your face from them. Comfort them because that is what we are made. That's what we're created. That is what we have been birthed. That is what we've been molded into doing. It's to be a comfort to one another. And how extent we are to be, that's in, you know, from discerning in the spirit. Because as I said earlier, sometimes people just need you to just sit there, not say a word. It's just the fact that you're sitting there is the most, it's, it's all the comfort that they need. And then some people just want you to listen. They don't, they don't you ain't got to say nothing to them. You just sit there and listen. Because they just want to vent. They just need somebody to say what's going on with them. And they just want to say it. They just want to get it out. They don't really need you to say nothing. They don't need you to come up with a solution, most likely, at 9 out of 10 of the time. They just want to vent. Because they have so much going on in their mind. They have so much. They just need someone to be there to listen. Because that's comfort to them. And then times, yeah, there's going to be some that they're going to want you to say something. They're going to want you to respond. They're going to want you to have a solution. But it's through that of the discerning of the spirit that you will be able to respond in the way that is needed to be responded to. We are disciples. We are extended disciples from that of the original 12 disciples. So we are still disciples of God, of, of Christ. Amen. Unto God. Amen. Now, praise unto God who comforts us that we may be a comfort unto others. Praise unto God. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord. Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Now, the spiritual food for thought, I just read it. That was a spiritual food for thought. Once again, praise be to God. It says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from him. The word says from God. 
and closing, my brothers and sisters. Let not yourself be so isolated in that of your moment of going through whatever situations have come upon in your life, whatever life issues are twirling around like whirlwinds over your life, whatever challenges that you might have to go to bat up against. In the midst of that, don't, don't allow yourself to be so isolated that you are not being a comfort to someone else. Because see, someone may come to you or you may cross, come across someone that is in need of a comforting word, but you're going through and your mindset and that of the flesh has you so caught up that you be like, you know what? I got some things to do with myself. I ain't, look, no. But instead of you Thank you, Holy Spirit. And still of you discerning that situation and that of the spirit, you're discerning in that of the flesh. And now you have just missed an opportunity to speak a word to someone who is needing of a word, someone who is needing of comfort. Do not allow yourself to get so caught up in the midst of what's going on with you that you commit a selfish act. And do not spread the word of God. Because let's think about this for a second. And then I'm getting ready to close. Jesus, when he was going through what he was going through, when he sat there and he told the disciples, he said, sit and wait for me. Look out. I'll go over here to pray. He went over to him by himself to himself and he got down on his knees and he earnestly just with, with, with such passion and just deepness and crying and pain. He cried out to the father to take this cup from me. Take that. I don't want to go through this. I'm not looking forward to having somebody hammer some nails into my hand. Put a crown of thorns deep down in my head. And lash me and dig a spear into my side. I'm not. No. No. Said. Take this cup from me. But then he said. But if it be thy will. But if it be thy will. See. This is what Jesus had going on. This was his turmoil. This was his. 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 His things that he was fighting with. Because see, he knew what was going to happen to him. So he had to deal with that the whole time. But did he shoo anybody away? Get away from me. I ain't healing you today. Man, you just don't know what I got going on. You don't you just don't know what is waiting for me. And you coming to me talking about you, you you sick, man. Get up. Look. <laughs> Go take your aspirin somewhere and sit your butt down. Jesus did not do that. The blind man, did he not did not restore his sight? The lame, did he not restore the, the walk? The ability to walk? Did he not restore the man's hand? In the midst of what he knew was about to happen to him, he put that aside and said, I will heal. I will speak the word which has been given unto me to speak. 
I am walking in obedience. He knew he was about to die. The time was ticking down. He knew exactly what was going to happen leading up to that moment that he will die and that he will speak his spirit to be away from him. Or that he will give up the ghost as it says in the word. Meaning he gave up his spirit. He just let go. He allowed life to no longer be within him. And see, if you remember what he said in the word, he says, I have the power to speak life of death. I can take life and I can give life. I can die and then I can be alive. He says, I have that power. But in the midst of what Jesus was going through, in the midst of the moments where he really started thinking about what was going to happen, he still was able to heal. He still was able to vanquish our demons. He still was able to give the blind their sight and the cripple the ability to walk once again, to restore wholeness into their bodies, to free people of that of, of illnesses and sickness, to bring to bring people back to life when he know him himself was about to die. What he was facing and what he was going to face leading up to that of his death. But yeah, he's like, Lazarus, come forth. Like, dude, no, come on here. You, it, it ain't your turn. Hey, get on up out of there. Well, here we are. So selfishly caught up in the midst of what's going on in our lives that we can't even speak what is laid upon our hearts to speak. We're not in obedience. Now, don't get me wrong. I know it's hard sometimes. It, it's like I said earlier, there's times, man, when you're going through some stuff and you, you really don't want to be bothered. You want to be left alone. You don't want nobody to say that to you. You don't want nobody to look at you. You don't want nobody to breathe around you. You don't want nobody to talk around you. You don't want nobody to laugh around you. You don't want nobody to eat. You just don't want nobody around you. Period. You're going through some stuff. And if you could be somewhere alone where there's no one for miles. You would take that first trip. You would, you would get that first ticket leading out. But the word says something different. The word says that. Who comforts us in all our troubles. So that we can comfort those in any trouble. With the comfort we ourselves receive. My brothers and sisters, basically meaning you say, well, how am I going to comfort somebody when I myself am going through? Hold on right a second. I, I answered your question before you even answered. Look at him. It says, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's your answer right there. 
God is going to give you comfort. And it's that same comfort that you'll be able to use to comfort another. God going to do this. Because you see, you say, well, bro, you know, that's all nice what you're saying. And, and, and I get the message. But how am I going to comfort somebody if I'm in the midst of what I'm going through? The word just says it right there. With the same comfort that God is comforting you, you're going to be able to comfort another. Because God's going to do it. <laughs> My God. I'm done for the day, brothers. I, I, I hope that this got to you. I pray that this message has come across to you in a way that you can be able to perceive it, to receive it, and be in that of discerning of the spirit that it will walk out of your life, be blessed one to your life, and help you where you're at right now in your journey. Because we are needing of all that we can get. We're needing of all the encouragement, motivation, restrengthening, and knowledge. We are truly in need of all these things. And this is the moment, this is the time that we need to be getting these things. And we need to be getting an ample supply on a residual setup with no hindrances. But we must do what we need to do in order to receive. We cannot sit back and be stagnant and think that, oh, well, it's going to come to me. You got to put forth an effort to be receiveth of it. You, 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 you got to be warranted. With, and, and, and that's why I say receive these messages with an open heart and open mind because my brothers and sisters, we, we, we could get so caught up sometime in what's going on with us that we, we will block out God's word. We will block out the very lifeline that we need. Because we're so caught up in what's going on, we're so caught up in the, in, the, in the flesh, that we don't see what's blessful unto us and what's being provided unto us. We don't see it. We don't see it. Some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from 2 Corinthians 1, 3-11, and that's in the NIV. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from 2 Corinthians 1, 3-11 in the NIV. For more encouragement throughout the rest of the week, you can go over to Facebook. Uh, look for us as Encouragement Daily Blog. Also on IG as Encouragement Daily's Blog. And Timber as Encouragement Daily Blog. We come to you on the platform of Anchor.fm as Encouragement Daily Podcast. Once again, that's Anchor.fm, Encouragement Daily Podcast. And if you would like to reach out to me, if you have something that you would like to share to me, uh, you can do so via email, and that email is EncouragementDailyBlog at gmail.com. Once again, that's EncouragementDailyBlog at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to me through that way, anything you would like to share with me, anything you would like to uh, relate to me, you can do so. Uh, through that contact. Amen. I thank you for your time and your willingness to be receiveth of these messages. And I pray sincerely that they are being a blessfulness in that of your lives. Um, and that they're they're coming forth at the time that you truly, really need it. And, and I already know this. I already know this because God works in that way. 
and those who perceive this and receive it and allow discerning and that of spirit so that these words can walk out and work out in their lives those are the ones that need it and they'll be the ones that have received it and you may say well you know this is a wonderful message but i don't see myself in the needing of this well guess what there may be somebody that you know that does that is in need and as i said earlier in the message you may be dealing with some things but just because you're dealing with some things does not mean that you are not to bring forth the word. You're still supposed to bring forth the word. And that goes the same. If you if you hear a message, you say, well, this message really doesn't resonate with me where I'm at right now. But it may resonate with someone else. You know, somebody else came to mind when I was listening to this word. So share that message with them. And it will be a blessing unto them. And it will be a blessing unto you because... God will smile on you for being obedient. Amen. Uh, I thank you once again for taking time out to be receiver of this week's message. God bless you. And as we uh, continue throughout the rest of this week, I pray that the rest of the week will be more of the same for you as this day is a blessing and joyfulness and you are safe in all health. May the rest of the week be more of the same than that of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. I love you, my brothers and sisters, and God bless you.